Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Alyssa Antonelli, my trusty co-host now for quite some time and also the co-owner of Mickey Travels. We'll talk more about Mickey Travels later on in this episode. Today is a very special episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast, and that's because we have a special guest. We love having special guests on this show, but this might be one of our favorite special guests Granted, there's, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe, uh, we, maybe we get through this whole episode and our special guest is like, you know what, uh, Jared, I, I really hope for more out of you, but you know what, I'm going to do my best. So let's, let's jump right into this amazing episode. We are so excited today to welcome Gwendolyn Rogers on the Mickey blog podcast. Rogers is the owner and founder of the cake bake shop with a new location coming to Walt Disney World in 2024. Gwendolyn has partnered with brands such as Williams-Sonoma, Pottery Barn, Tiffany & Co., and Costco. She's been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things 2019, Oprah's O-List 2018. Her cakes have featured on The Rachel Ray Show, the must-visit Instagrammable restaurants around the world, Best of Indie 2018, All That Glitters, Best Bakery of Indies A-List, voted Best Apple Pie by Channel 4, Cakes in Indianapolis, top spot to visit in Indy and many, many more publications. Trust me, guys, I'm not, I didn't just run out of publications. I'm, I would run out of time if I listed them all. That's how impressive our guest is today. So her talents have also earned her national attention for many celebrities such as Hugh Jackman, his 51st birthday cake, in fact, which frankly, I am absolutely going to be asking about that one, Gwendolyn, uh, Paula Dean and her 70th birthday cake, Matt Damon, Jim Carrey, Steve Martin, and many more celebrities as well. Um, beyond that, of course, we are so excited about her new location coming to the boardwalk in 2024, and we cannot wait to ask her more about that. But we're going to save a lot of this wonderful details uh, for her to sort of tell you herself, because um, what better person to tell her story? Um, so Gwendolyn, thank you so much for joining the Mickey Blog Podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are awfully sweet. I appreciate it. And as you list all that stuff, it makes me go, gosh, that's how old I am. Like that's a <laughs> lifetime of stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, you know, before we jump into all of our questions, um, Alyssa and I, we've, we've had, uh, we've had the pleasure of interviewing several different guests and Alyssa and I were texting over the weekend before this episode recorded. And we were just talking about how impressive your story was and how amazing it all was. So Alyssa, before we jump in anything in particular that, uh, you know, sort of excited you about reading up on Gwendolyn and, and what, what makes you excited about this episode? I have to say, Gwendolyn, I did a deep dive into <laughs> learning more about you and um, impressed is an understatement. Um, I just think you've obviously done so much with your life and I loved your story. I have to say we have something very much in common. Um, I also have three boys. Oh, I know I you that. have three boys. So I was like a, a three boy mom. There's definitely a connection there. <laughs> Our boys are not too much off in age. Uh, mine are 25, 23, and 19. Mine are 26, 23, and 21. Very okay, wow. there you go. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> um, so I love that. Um, and I also have to say, and of course, seeing your background, um, when I saw not only your gorgeous cakes, and I would love like to eat every one of them, um, but your shops 
are as elegant as your cakes are. And to me, I was just, it's so warm and elegant and whimsical and inviting. So that really was just, obviously you put a lot of time, not only into the creations that you make, but also where you, where you do them and display them, which mm -hmm. really spoke to me because I was just like, okay, I want to live there and eat her cakes all day long. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's, to me, it's not even just about the cake. It's about, it's about all of it. All I, I took kind of all the things that I love to do. I love to decorate. I love to cook. Um, I love people. I, you know, I, I've loved having people over to my home. And, and when I first started, the one that I'm sitting in now is in Broderpool Village. You know, how do, how do you create that home environment where people just want to come and hang out and, and, and stay for hours? So at every table that I have, which is funny because I don't think we even really used them because we ended up being so busy, but I have outlets underneath every table thinking that people would just kind of hang out and stay on their computer and drink coffee. And <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. There was a, you know, people would come, but they, there was a line out the door. So there was a little need of, you can't just hang out like a coffee house. So um, it's funny when I think when you, my original intentions were one thing and then it turned into be something completely different, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I also love, you know, we had the pleasure of also interviewing Steve Lewis, who is the creator of Gideon's oh, Bakehouse. Yeah, he's Great wonderful. Guy. Um, he's yeah, and, and one of the things that struck me when you were just talking, you two are very similar with your love about mm -hmm. not just the actual product um, and being the sort of perfectionist and, and putting out nothing but the best, but also your love of theming. Obviously, I'm sure from from the looks inside of Steve's bakehouse. I mean, he uh, he went a slightly different route in terms of his <laughs> theming, but but nonetheless, the the care is there, which I which I really love because I mean, what better brand um, and company to sort of partner with for for you guys and and your you know bakehouses and uh, then then the Walt Disney Company. So so let's jump right into the interview because we have uh, lots of fun questions for you that I know we're both excited to ask. Uh, so let's start sort of at the beginning. Um, one of the things that struck me when, when I was also doing a deep dive uh, was how incredible your story was. Um, you have your entire story laid out there on, on the website. Um, and most, I was... Most of it. I don't have all of it. Most, most of it. Yeah, <laughs> most of it. Uh, you know, that's before, good. before you even ask me a question, when I was writing that, there was a lot of me that didn't know, like, how much of my story do I really want to tell? Like, do I, do I really want to tell people how hard it is? Do I want to tell people, you know, I think that they look at you from afar and they think your story is one thing. And then when they find out that it's it's not what they think it is, I, I thought, you know what, I, I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to go ahead and share that because I think it's important for people to know that nothing's just, it wasn't just given to me. I had to work really hard for it. And I still, to this day, every day I work really hard for it. And I think there's something that about never giving up um, and believing in yourself enough that you can actually do what you truly feel you're good at. And that's hard. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a hard time with it. I wanted to tell this story. So, okay, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I think that's wonderful. I mean, I have to say, Gwendolyn, um, that really just resonates with me because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people look at what you do or what even, you know, our agency does and think, you know, you, you lucked into success, right? Nobody, nobody lucks into success. Well, I guess maybe some people, but we certainly didn't. And you're going to have your, some, some stumbles 
and some roadblocks and maybe even some failures before you find that success. But if, it, if it's important enough to you, you barrel through those. And it sounds like everything I read about you that it wasn't just, you know, cakewalk. Do you like that? Cakewalk. I'm sorry. I threw that in there. I didn't even realize. Sorry. Throw it in. Um, just to get to where you are. And I think it, okay, I'm going to go here. It makes it even sweeter. Oh, when, here we I go. know. Just, I'm, here all, I'm here all day. <laughs> but, you know, just to when you've really truly earned your success and you see where you came from and what's guided you. And when you kind of look back, I never like to look back. But sometimes it's kind of fun to look back in the rearview mirror and say, Love it. that's where I was. And now I look back on old photos or I'll look back on moments of things that have happened to me where I've had, you know, a lot. Everybody told me no. Everybody. I, I even went to a birthday party this past weekend and um, it was two gentlemen that were they're super smart businessmen. And that you know, I went to them for advice thinking, OK, I have this idea. This is kind of what I want to do. This is how much I want to sell it for. You know, I'm going to make a cake and I'm going to I'm going to sell it for one hundred dollars. And we joked about it over the weekend because they both told me it was a terrible idea. No one's ever going to buy it. And just don't do it. And if you are going to do it, you have to work out of your house for eight to 10 years first and see if anybody really likes it, which actually that was really good advice. So I did take that piece of advice. Um, but we all laugh now and they're like, good thing you didn't listen to us because I think that's part of me that I really, of my own self that I love is that yes, I'll ask for advice and yes, I'll ask for guidance because I always want to you know, you can always be better. I don't know everything, right? So you need to, to reach out to people to, you know, get help when you, if you don't know the answer. Uh, but there was part of me that just thought, you know what, I, I don't, I think I can do it. Like, I know I can do it. And so I didn't really listen. So I'm really glad that I didn't listen to that piece of advice. I think I that's great. I've, I've learned in, in our business that, and it takes a little bit to get there, but confidence in yourself takes you a really long way. And I agree with you. I think it's great to get advice and then you sift through that advice mm -hmm. and decide what advice is going to work for you and the, and the rest. Thank you for that advice. And I'm just going to tuck it away, but I'm moving forward in a different direction than you think that I can do or, you know, and there's well, it fires me up a little bit more. It makes me want to be even better. Absolutely. You tell me I can't do it. It makes me want to show you that I can hundred percent. Yeah. Well, you know, I think lots of Disney, especially, um, you know, related people throughout their history, Walt himself, uh, and, you know, not to not to bring Star Wars into this episode, Alyssa knows I'm a big Star Wars fan, uh, but George Lucas himself was denied uh, to make his film uh, A New Hope over 20 times before he finally got a yes, and now it's the most yeah. successful franchise in history. So, the truth is, is if you believe in something and you believe in it wholeheartedly, all it takes sometimes is one other person to say, oh, yeah, maybe that is a good idea. And then, you know, it can go from there. So I do want to actually ask more about that specifically, because one of the things that struck me about your story was about how you actually started the Cake Bake Shop. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But let's go back even further and talk a little bit about when you first started getting into baking and, and when you thought, like, you know what? Uh, this might be something I want to do uh, for a living someday because I know um, you did you you talk a little bit about, on your website about going through a few different other careers as well. But you know, sort of at what age and what point did you think to yourself like, "Ooh, this could, this could be something I want to do." I could actually do it. Well, <laughs> it, the timing part's funny because I've been cooking my entire life, so 
ever since I was a little kid, I've been cooking, whether it was savory or sweet. So it was always a passion of mine that I love to cook. That was my happy place. It still is my happy place. It's my therapy. It's where I like to relax is in the kitchen. Um, so that is for me, brought me the most happiness and joy is just to cook for my family and for my kids. And I used to have people over for dinner all the time. And I was kind of the only girl that didn't cater a dinner party. I would always just, I cooked everything for the party <laughs> and because I enjoyed it. So I don't, I think the one turning point was, um, I, I grew up in Sun Valley, Idaho. I lived there for about 30 some years on and off. And, um, I kind of, thought that I was going to live there for the rest of my life. You know, I, my husband and I got married. We, we built a house. I was going to live there forever. And then, you know, the world changed and 9-11 happened and uh, my husband's uh, father passed away. And we decided that it would be better for our family and our kids to move to Indiana. But also at the same time, like, um, I thought, well, what am I going to do if I live in Indiana? Because I used to hike and ski all the time. And and I can't do that here. <laughs> so I ended up cooking a lot. And so when, when I would take my kids to school, I would go home and make food for their teachers or for a teacher's event or for their sporting events or for their music recitals. And uh, it's just kind of what I did all day, every day. And every time I did that, someone that I would give it to said, would you please um, make me that? Because I'm having a, a party this Saturday. Will you, you know, will you do my child's birthday? Will you do you know, we cater this event that we're having people for dinner. And so I ended up just doing it because I liked it. And then one day I had a, this girl give me $60 for cupcakes. I thought, what? I can make money doing this? It's crazy. <laughs> and I needed the money. Like I was struggling. It was really hard for me to, to do these things for people. Uh, but I didn't want to ask for money because I wasn't doing it for that. I was doing it because I liked it. And it made me feel good to give to make something for someone and give it to them and make them happy. So I, those were the reasons why. So the, the fact that someone started giving me money for it was just a bonus. And I thought, okay, well now I can maybe sleep tonight because I don't have to worry about how I'm going to, you know, buy my ingredients from the grocery store. Um, so I think that that's when it originally started. And I thought, you know what, I could probably do this and people will pay me for it. And I, thought, I don't know, it's a bonus all the way around. So I'm doing everything I love to do and someone's going to, give me money so I can make my money back, which is kind of nice. So that's kind of how it started. I have to ask you, Gwendolyn, were you the mom that all your boys' friends were like, we're going to their house because she makes <laughs> the best food. And, and I'm assuming you were like the popular mom. That's all I ever wanted. When I had kids, that's all I ever wanted was to be the house. And yep, I house. worked really hard at, at being the house. And I Love still stay in the house, which is fantastic. You know, I mean, I love it. Oh, my boys all have friends and they have girls and all this. Everybody comes over and it's just fabulous. I yeah. love that because I always wanted, we lived, used to live in New Jersey about four and a half, up until about four and a half years ago. And my two older boys were into lacrosse and there was always like people coming in and out. And I always wanted to be that house that everyone felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Everybody could open the refrigerator without asking. You know what I mean? Like, come in. Fine. It was full of butter and eggs. And, and <laughs> I probably should yeah. something else because my kids would complain. They're like, Mom, listen, there's no food here. Like, we, we can't eat just butter and eggs. What are we going to do? And so I thought, <laughs> like, I'll bake you something. <laughs> they're like, Mom, we need some, like, give us some food. Right, exactly. Pasta, I'll tell you that. Um, 
That's but that's right. when I started thinking maybe I should find a place that I can cook out of that's, you know, I mean, we were in a rental. We didn't even own a house. I was just working out of a rental house. Um, and that's when I thought, well, I mean, I should look for a, a place. And it's funny because the house that I'm in now, I'm um, just down the street here is a little strip mall. And I was looking in that strip mall and I was taping out, you know, if I had an oven and a walk-in, like where would it go? And I was taking it out on the floor. And, uh, and I ended up meeting the gentleman that owns the house now. Um, and he said, you know, I own the whole block. What are you doing out here? I'm like, well, I'm going to put a little bakery in the little strip mall over here. And he said, well, you know, I don't own that house. So if I bought it, you, you could do whatever you want with it. And that's kind of how this started. So that was love that. 12 and a half years ago. It was a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah. That's uh, well, that was actually my next question. So perfect transition. Uh, really the next thing we wanted to ask you about is how the cake bake shop itself started. Um, you know, you spoke a little bit about how you first got into cooking and baking and things like that. Um, but you know, one of the things that struck out to me when, when I was reading up on your story was how you did decide to go the route of sort of, you know, opening up this shop in more of a house feel to it, um, which I think is very unique. Um, you know, there's not lots of locations that are like that out there that, that make you feel like very like homey, you know, and, and I'll be honest, one of the things that I think is, is really, uh, going downhill in today's world, this is just my own opinion, is a lot of modern day architecture and the way a lot of, you know, even fast food joints have become very minimalized when you go into their locations, gray and just very plain. And, and one of the things I loved about Growing up, like even in the 90s, this was still very much so a thing was like lots of places felt so homey when you walked in, like, even like a pizza hut felt like it was like, like more, more at homey than walking into one now. So I just thought when I was thinking about all that and reading up on your story, I thought it was so unique how you sort of developed a brand that that sort of correlates with like a homey feel to it, which you spoke a little bit about earlier, but I'd love to hear where that idea, I guess, first came about. Well, a journey that you think headed on that one route and then all of a sudden it takes you, you know, a curve and you have to go this way and everything you thought you planned out is what you were going to do. You end up doing something totally different. So when I built that house in Sun Valley, Idaho, and I was going to live there for the rest of my life and I, and I ended up not, um, you know, and there's more that goes with that story other than just moving to Indy to be closer to the family. But uh, I loved that house so much and I put so much of my heart and soul into it. So when this little cottage came along and I'd already built before, so I knew how to do it. So I had some experience in it. I put things in this building that reminded me of my home. So the, all the lanterns on the outside of this house were the same lanterns that were that I put in the house in Idaho. My sinks that are in this bakery, which make no sense to be in a bakery because they're home, like big, huge white farm sinks. Uh, I have a huge white farm sink in the back of the kitchen where we bake all the cakes for here. And um, I have a, a, like my faucets are the really pretty gooseneck faucets that are in the front that are just over there <laughs> in a beautiful white farm front sink. So it's very homey here. And I did that because I, I felt I needed to bring a little bit of me into the place that I was going to be spending all of my time. So my first year that I opened and, and the deck, this is how the decorating part came to be is I, I was here every single day and I thought, well, you know, I'm here more than I am home. So I took all of my Christmas stuff and I brought it here and I decorated for Christmas with my own tree, my own garland, my own wreaths. 
And it, that just kind of started a, I mean, when the line was out the door, people loved it. And I thought, you know what, I think I'm onto something like this is a good thing. So then the following year, I actually went and I was looking for other things because my kids really missed the tree. They really wanted me to pull all this stuff back in our own house. Um, and I ended up buying stuff to decorate for here that was just for Broad Ripple. And, you know, it, it just, it just kind of storm rolled into this, I have to decorate everything now. And I love it. I love it so much. I mean, I'm always thinking about what can I do next? Like this year, um, I bought all pink trees this year. So you can kind of see the pink garland behind me, but every tree in this restaurant is pink and it's beautiful. So I try to mix it up a little bit. And what I haven't I mean, seen. You, you know what I think about it, Gwendolyn, good. is that I feel like, um, you know, there's, there's, a lot of, we always say there's competition, right? In what you do in your industry, competition with our industry. Um, I always tell my agents, you have to be way better than everybody else. And you have to also put your stamp on things because, you know, average is average. Like, you know, like you, you could just sell cakes like everybody else. I'm sure they're beyond delicious, but there's other bakeries that have delicious cakes, right? Like, so... To me, I look at, I only see a little portion of what I see behind you. I'd want to go in there and I would be the person that would plug in my computer. I would never leave. Like I'd be there all day. You'd be like, there's a huge line. Like, sorry, I'm sitting here all day. I just want to take it in. Um, what I love is you're putting yourself into, it's not just I'm baking a cake. I'm trying to sell it. Cha-ching, cha-ching, go. There's, there's love behind it. There, you know, and I think one of the things that I'm seeing from you, just even with our conversation, is you created a place that you'd want to go to as a customer. You would love to come in and say, oh my gosh, I'm immersing myself in this beautiful, elegant wonderland, and I don't want to leave. And that's what, it's organic, and that's what brings people to you. And that's how we are with our agency. You know, I always tell them, you know, be work with clients the way you'd want someone to work with you and produce work that you'd want done for you, mm -hmm. um, make it yours. And then you'll always be way above average. You'll be, I always say your clients will be your biggest fans. Mm -hmm. I don't have one thing on my menu that I wouldn't eat. Not one thing. There is not one savory dish, not one dessert. And if I don't like it, it's not on the menu. Because if you know, I don't eat it, then you know, Gwendolyn, you're starting to <laughs> you're starting to uh, give me the vibes that for the holiday season, you gift people in your household a gift that you also plan on utilizing. You know, and and I gotta say, uh, big fan of doing that. Been doing that my whole life, so no shame here. No, but I love that. And I love the idea. Um, one of my favorite quotes actually is, um, if you're passionate about it, other people will be, you know, because, you know, I think human beings are attracted to people who are passionate about things and people who really put their heart into it. And, you know, as Alyssa said, anybody can open up a bakery or anybody can open up a bakehouse or a, you know, a cupcake, you know, shop. It's how do you, how do you stand out? You know, and, and that's really, that's kind of the, the key for anybody in any career now is, is how do you stand out? I mean, we are competing with 
uh, seven billion other people out there. So it, it's about how do you how do you make yourself unique? And and I think pouring a little bit of your own story into um, the product is is so important. But you know another thing that I wanted to ask about specifically, um, you know, and we'll talk more about um, you know uh, obviously Disney a little bit later on as well. But you know Disney is very very uh, you know known for some of the things you're talking about in regards to uh, theming, in regards to making it not just about the meal, but the experience. I mean, countless restaurants and dining experiences at Disney property where you're not just going there for the meal, you're going there because of where you are and the experience and the, and the story. And did that sort of, um, I guess, attract attract you in regards to bringing the cake bake shop uh down to the boardwalk uh was that something that sort of called to you in a way because you you related to that idea because obviously disney is almost sort of the pinnacle of of themed uh really anything yes yes i'm gonna kind of go back on the first statement you made about the competition part and what makes you stand out what makes you different and i i think this is the reason why the Disney thing worked out for me because first of all, a, I love Disney so much. I've loved it since I was a little kid, which I'll go back to that too in a, in a second. But um, I think I don't ever look at anybody like competition. I, I never really have. I think in the, in the restaurants that I have, I only run them the way I want. Like I run them the way I think they should be run. Like we're, we're kind to each other. We treat each other with respect. We have an incredible team. I don't do it alone. It's not a one man show. I have, so many people who are so smart and so dedicated and so talented that they're part of my work, they're my work family. I mean, and I can't do it without them, you know, like, I, you know, the menu is one thing, but when it comes to the decorating, I have a whole team of, of people that, that travel with me, that help me, that, um, and we work together, we collaborate together. So it's, I think if I don't, that's why I don't think of the competition thing, because I think we're doing what we love so much that I don't, I love what, seeing what other people do. You know, I love seeing a different perspective of someone else's um, take on, on whether it's food or um, cake or whatever it is. I, th I think there's room for everybody. And that's what I th I just love what I do so much that it doesn't really matter to me what anybody else is doing. So I've never, mm -hmm. never advertised. I've never spent money on, on any of that because I didn't care. I was like, I don't need to push myself out there that much because I'm doing what I like to do. And if, and if, like you said, if, if people notice because they like it, that because you like it, like, it's just this trickle effect of, I think if you love what you're doing enough, then everybody else will if either, if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. It doesn't matter to me because I'm making myself happy and all the people I work with happy. So that's all I really care about. And I think that if, you know, it, everything else comes with it if you care about it enough. Um, so I think the Disney opportunity, I'm so flipping passionate about it. I can't even like, it makes me want to explode with like twinkle lights because <laughs> the fact that I have the opportunity to open a cake bake in Walt Disney World is blows my mind. I am so <laughs> unbelievably grateful. I'm so excited. I'm a little bit freaked out, but it's all gonna be <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited. <laughs> I don't want to say pressure, but I know what I want to do with it. And I just know that, you know, first of all, you have to count on a million other people to, to make this beautiful thing come to life. 
and I just, I know it's going to be, it's, I think when I open, it's going to be, I'm going to expect like not a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> if I screw it up and I fail and I don't knock it out of the park the first couple of months, it's because there's a lot going on and there's, we're trying to make hundreds of thousands of people happy and we're going to do the best that we can. And I obviously don't want to fail by any means. And I don't want to ever put, I guess I shouldn't put that out there right off the bat, but I know, you know, we're all human and we're just doing the best we can and we're going to bake as many cakes as we can and we're going to cook as much food as we can and we're going to do the best that we can. So I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. I love everything about Disney. I kind of feel a little bit like Walt in a way, like in a spiritual way. I, you know, when, you know, I, I think of the time I was lucky enough to go to Club 33 with, um, who's my oldest son now, but who is 26, but at the time he was like nine. And when we were let, we got invited by a friend and we, we knew that once we left, we'd never ever get to go back. So we stayed there all day and we got to sit at the table where there's the painting of Walt sitting at the table, which I think, I don't know if you ever really got to sit there or not, but um, it, it, it was just the spirit and the essence of how much you believe in what you're doing and what you're doing is going to make so many people happy that it's worth whatever it takes to get there. Amen. Yeah. I will tell you, Gwendolyn, just a little um, something that maybe you sounds like you don't know this. Um, people are excited about you coming to Disney World. So Jared and I live here. We eat, sleep, and breathe Disney. Um, I can tell you right now. They are excited about you opening Cake Bake on the boardwalk. Um, it's talked about. You are anticipated in a big way. So just a little, yeah, just a little preempt that you are definitely, and I can tell you two of your biggest fans are right here. I have to ask you though, um, and I don't know if you want to share this, feel free not to. Um, do you, as far as the, the decor, obviously it's going to have your stamp on it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, and if you can't discuss it, like, by all means, but I'm just curious if it's going to have a little bit of, like, a boardwalky type of feel. Is it going to, do you, any thoughts or anything you could share? I'd love to tell you. I want to tell you so much, but I'm not going to tell you because I want to keep it a secret because I want it when you come I love in. it your mouth to hit the floor and I want you to go oh my god this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life I have mad respect for that and I will I might even video myself and go okay this is why she didn't tell us oh my gosh how did she do that and I can promise you Gwendolyn and this is not even like a maybe Jared and I will be one of the first people in your yeah. big shop on the I day that you open yeah yeah, we uh, so here at Mickey Blog, we take pride in a lot of things, but um, you know, one of the things we take great pride in, obviously, we understand there's certain things that are out of our control, like you know, media events or or invited special guests and things like that. But the minute we find out about an opening, we take great We're pride there. in being there earlier than you could even imagine someone being there. But, but yeah, no, we're, we're very excited. And I, and I just want to sort of second what Alyssa said. I do know that there's lots of people who are talking about it and are excited. And, and I think that that's, it's a wonderful thing. I'm sure you're so proud and, and excited yourself. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm actually curious to, 
talk to you a little bit about your Disney history too, because we are a Disney podcast after all. So uh, we are going to get into that so much more in the second half of this episode. But before we do, I do want to mention that this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney. And their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. So Gwendolyn, one of the things that like this, this might seem ridiculous to some people, but when I start seeing names like Jim Carrey or Hugh Jackman or people that I grew up with, you know, just idolizing and, and watching every single film of Jim Carrey, for example, is literally my favorite actor ever. Um, like I, I was really amazed at, at reading up about all this because I think that's so cool. I think it's very cool to not just connect with, you know, um, you know, the everyday person, but to connect with people at the highest level. Um, and you know, go to you for, for things like a birthday cake or a celebration. And I think that's really special. And I'm, and I guess what I was curious about, um, and the main thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, how have those experiences been? Um, and there, are there any of them that sort of like, you know, you look back upon like, especially fondly, um, because, you know, obviously not everybody gets to, uh, meet or talk to some of these people. Uh, and I just, I think it, it was very cool reading up on, on some of that. Thank you. Okay. And I, I think it's so cool that, um, that you feel that way. And, and just so you know, Jim Perry is just as amazing as you would ever think he is. Um, in That's person. awesome. Super nice. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell this little story. So I'm also kind of, okay. When I was first starting, Trying to, and because I didn't do any advertising, I was like, how is anybody ever going to know that I'm even here, really? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere. I never, ever, ever, ever got on a plane, got in my car, traveled down the street. If there was a concert in town, comedian in town, I never went anywhere without a cake, ever. And I <laughs> constantly would either, not that I would make up a story, but I, I was very, I guess, pushy. So if there was an event downtown, I would bring a cake to it. And I would say, yeah, you know, hey, I'm Gwen. I'm, I'm from the Cake Bake. And I have a cake for uh, whoever was playing. And they're like, oh, great. Come on in. Bring the cake in. And I wasn't invited. I just wanted to go. And I really wanted to get my cake out in front of somebody so that they would taste it so that they would be like, oh, my gosh, that was great. I did that so many times. I can't even tell you. Thousands and thousands of times. Uh, sometimes it would hit, sometimes it wouldn't. Sometimes people would notice, sometimes they didn't. I didn't really care. I was just happy that I got to do it. Um, so I'm very, I don't know if the word aggressive is the right word, because I'm really nice about it and I'm very polite. <laughs> I would never like <laughs> overstep my bounds. Um, but I also would never give up and I'm very um, driven. I You're guess. tenacious. Tenacious is a good word. That's what my um, Angie, my VP calls me that all the time. Um, because I, I don't know, I feel that that's, that's a good way for me to kind of give back, right. To someone who maybe has a bigger platform than I do. Uh, but when it comes to the other part of your question, which who celebrity wise made the most impact or what would the best story would be, and we'll try not to get teary when I tell you, but, um, I met Marty Scalar at a D23 event. I don't know how many years ago, 
six years ago, something like that. Um, enamored with him. Uh, giddy when I met him. Sweet, <laughs> kind. Such a legend that I couldn't even believe I was sitting this far from him. And, and uh, uh, he autographed a book for me and I, I just didn't want to leave. Like I, I think I waited. I was like the last person in line and I wanted to be the last person so I could spend more time with him. So I could actually talk to him and ask him questions and, and just hear his, his history and his stories. I mean, obviously you guys know who Marty is, right? Um, and, and as the like original Imagineer and the guy that works so closely with Walt, it was just so heart felt for me to be able to spend time with him like that. So I promised him, I was, I, I actually was lucky enough to go to, um, to, to Paris and or France and make a wedding cake. So I said to Marty, I said, when I get back from, from France, I'm going to send you a cake and I can't wait for you to try it. And I'm going to make you one just for you because his favorite was chocolate and he lived in LA and orange groves were there. So I was going to make him a chocolate orange cake just for Marty. So the day I got home from France, I sent him an email. So I'm home. Give me your address. Where do I send it? And his wife sent me an email back within 10 minutes and say, it said, uh, unfortunately, Marty passed away last night. Um, uh, and that was kind of, of course, I cried for like three months after that. Um, I ended up staying uh, very close in touch with Leah, his wife. And um, uh, during his uh, service, they asked me if I would send a cake for his um, celebration of life. So, of course, I was beyond excited to be able to do that. Um, they enjoyed it so much. And I wrote a lovely letter to her and her daughter and they ended up, um, he was in the middle of writing travels with figment. And at the end of the book, he, they actually added me and the cake and my name in the back of his book, which of course I have now framed on my wall over here. Um, and I, I just still, it just gets me all, makes my heart beat fast. And I don't know that it's that connection, that Disney piece that I'm so grateful for. Um, to be able to have met him was amazing. And I have this story now that I get to carry with me for the rest of my life. And when I open in Disney, once we get through the opening part, there will be a cake on my menu uh, with his name on it. That's amazing. That yeah. is. That's my favorite story. That, that definitely is all the feels. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Better than that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I, I agree. It's, it's hard not to, you know, sort of get goosebumps at something like wow. that. I think. I think uh you you know first of all you you had the pleasure of of getting to to meet and and uh with a Disney legend um who's responsible for some of the most iconic things that ever existed in the Disney parks and and some of the most iconic Disney parks across the globe um you know for over 50 years and and so so that's really amazing um I uh I I I just wanted to to also briefly say that you know when it comes to you know, things like that. I, I just love that your first thought after, because there's a lot of, a lot of big names, you know, Paula Dean, Matt Damon, Jim Carrey, Steve Martin, all these, all these people that you've been able to make these things for. I love, love that you brought up Marty Scar because I think that's incredible. That to me right away showed that Alyssa and I are dealing with a true Disney fan here. Oh, we're yeah. not, we're not dealing with some, with some, uh, some been to Disney a few times, uh, person. No, this is a true Disney fan. Oh yeah. I mean, my, I was lucky enough to go, I mean, I'm 58 now, but when I was six years old, I, my dad took me to the, the opening of Walt Disney world, the year it opened. And wow. it came such full circle because when I 
turned 56, which, you know, obviously it was the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And I was, you know, I was already working on the, the Disney store and I was lucky enough to get invited to that event. And it was just a beautiful night. It was my, you know, it was the night of my birthday. It literally was on my birthday. And there I was 50 years later. You know, and I was going to working on opening a store in Disney, so it's pretty magical. So I think that whole the saying of you know the the Disney magic it's it's real to me it's real. And I feel like you're bringing the magic of your story and your cakes, you know, your shop and your cakes to Disney. Like it's magic inside of magic, which is so amazing. Um, it's kind of a new magic that you're bringing to. So it's a marriage of people, obviously guests who love Disney that are going to be visiting on the boardwalk, um, but also experiencing the magic that you bring through the cakes that you make and everything around you. I have to say one thing, um, and I wrote this down so I didn't mess it up, um, but I noticed that you have, I'm going to call it a slogan, and, and maybe you would call it something different, but I wrote this down. In quotes, creating pixie glitter wishes one cake at a time. And I hope I got that right. Good. Okay. <laughs> and I have to say that really resonated with me. And I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I love it. <laughs> it just, it's just perfect. It's so magical. Um, we have a slogan at Mickey Travels. It's making magic one vacation at a time. And the reason that this resonated with me, not only did I love it, and I love pixie glitter wishes, love that. But I think what I loved more was one cake at a time. And I'm going to tell you why, because our slogan is very important to us, making magic one vacation at a time. We have a lot of clients throughout the years, uh, throughout the days, the weeks, the months, the years, and every single one of them at any given time um, feels like they're the only ones while we're working with them. Mm -hmm. And I see that with your slogan that when you make a cake, it is one cake at a time and you're, you know, you're producing a lot. Mm -hmm. But for the person that you're making this for, whether it's Marty Sklar, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's an average Joe, that cake has a lot of meaning to you and your team because it was baked and made especially for them. Um, so that really resonated with me because that's how we are with our clients. And I love that you had that same philosophy because I think that that means so much to the person you're giving it to. Very true. I agree. And we do. We make every single cake from scratch by hand per like for each individual person. So I love that because for me, I make a cake for you. And and by the way, and that's why you are the success that you are, because there is love brought into each one. I mean, you know, it would probably be, and tell me if I'm wrong, I don't know your industry, probably easier to mass produce. Oh, you know, right. 100%. Oh, right. You go to a, like a co-packer and just mass produce cakes. And, but no. then it's like, oh, okay, this is, you know, a beautiful cake, um, you know, made by Gwendolyn. But I would love to know that I called an, like a, a request in and it was made just for me. Mm -hmm. And if I ever, that is one thing I swear I would never do. If I ever did that, that would just, that would be the end. Yeah. If I ever substituted, and I, I've made it to very clear with my, um, we've got, you know, when we're doing inventory and we're doing ordering, if we can't find a specific ingredient that I put in my food, I won't make it. But I'm like, I take it off that. the menu. 
because I'm not going to substitute for another, like my chocolate, I, I have custom made, like I take it so very seriously. I actually went to France, custom made my own chocolate. That's what we use in all of our chocolate um, fudge. We use it in all of our malt. We use it in all of our cookies, um, our brownies. That's what we use. I won't, I won't make it. If, if I have to use a different butter, forget it. I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. No, because the, the, it, it changes because if you come to me and you have, let's say I make a raspberry champagne cake for you and you loved it and you come back six months later and you get the same cake and it's not the same, then I'm, I'm not, it has to be the same. Right. Right. And I, but I love the fact that if I order a raspberry champagne cake, it was made for me. That's true. You know, it wasn't just, Oh, we have every of them in the back. Yeah. We make the whole thing. So I love that, you know, cause it's, it's again, I mean, I, I'm not trying to knock any other, you know, bakeries or whatever, but you know, like I said, you know, just to pull one from the back, is eat, you know, it's like, here you go. And it's like, oh, it tastes good. But to know that it was made one cake at a time, yeah. as I said, it, it resonates because we plan our clients' vacations one vacation at a time. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever feels that we're rushing them. It's their vacation is important to us. Is I'm sure that you want to make a cake that you would want someone to make for you. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, I'm a little worried, maybe just a little. I don't want to run out of cake because we're making them all from scratch. I don't know how many I'm going to sell every day. I kind of have a guess, but if I'm, if I'm under and I run out of cake the first week I'm open, like let's say I run out of one or two, I don't want anybody to be upset with me because I'm working really hard trying to make cake. We're going to make them literally frosting them one at a time. <laughs> so we yeah. are so excited. I cannot wait to you know? try your cakes and your confections i i'm and to walk into your beautiful store and see what you've done with it uh, i could not be more excited well, i'm excited to do it for you i can't wait yeah i i'm extremely excited um one of the things that i was doing also when i did a deep dive was just looking over your menus so i can you know start getting an idea and what to expect uh but you know uh, one of the simple thing that sort of few things that stuck out to me, um, the idea of breakfast cakes um, that I saw. And also, uh, that was one of the things that Oprah herself uh, put in her publication as something that she loved, which is about as high of an honor as you can get in the in the uh, celebrity world. So um, I guess, what, what, uh, what can you tell us a little bit about those? Because, um, you know, I think that uh, whenever Oprah is putting her stamp of approval on something, that's that's something people are going to be interested in. Well, she loved that was the blueberry crumb cake and the maple um, crumb cake, which are amazing. So, of course, I'll have to have those when I open in Disney. Uh, but one of my favorite breakfast cakes is the all butter pound cake. Oh, I mean, that's when I give out for Christmas. It is so <laughs> ridiculously good. Uh just I want to be on your Christmas oh, list. So I'm going to eat the whole thing. You know, you walk, <laughs> you, slice, you walk by, and you walk by again, take another slice. Next thing you know, you've eaten like this much of the cake. And then you're like, oh gosh, I should probably stop eating that. And then you, every time you walk by, you can't stop but not take a slice of it. That was delicious. So it's awesome. I'll have to send you all one. Yeah, oh that my would gosh. be, yes. that we would, we would, uh, we would gladly accept such a gift. Uh, when I ask you a question, this is kind of swaying a little bit, but I'm, I'm just curious. Um, I feel like I know the answer, but even a little deeper, um, your husband and your three boys, um, had they just always been your biggest cheerleaders oh. through this journey for you? Critiquers. 
<laughs> Mom, that was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> My husband, if he doesn't like it, he will let you know he doesn't like it. And yeah. I will like on a if I have I used to own a million Bon Appetit magazines, like way when they first started. So I, and I would save them all. And I would have a collection of hundreds of them all along the top of my closet. My husband was like, you got to get rid of those. Like they're, like, they're old. They, I, eventually I threw them all away, but which maybe I don't know if I should do that, but I used to tear them all out. So I used to take tear sheets and I would write on it, like what was good, what I would change, whether or not my family liked it. And if my husband didn't like it, I had to wad it up and throw it away. I'm never again. Gone. Um, so they, they absolutely are still to this day, hundred percent of my biggest supporters of all time. Um, the most fun, I mean, I'm the house where the most fun with, for me is when we're, we're all in the kitchen at the same time, we're all making dinner together. So we open a bottle of wine and, and Weston's chopping and Baxter's telling a story while he's stirring what's on the stove and, and Drake is, you know, making meatballs or whatever he's doing. And, you know, he's mixing stuff in the bowl and my husband's standing there and he's, he's pouring the wine and telling stories and that's the best place in the house to be is we all love to be in the kitchen. And I love it. Cause when I'm not home, which I'm not in Florida now, but um, my two boys are down in Florida and my young, my youngest is still in college, but um, I call them up. I'm like, Hey, what are you guys doing? They're Oh, well, we're in the kitchen cooking. We're making, you know, we're making chicken stew tonight and they make it from scratch. They get the chicken, they roast it in the oven. He makes, they make biscuits that go on top. I mean, it's crazy. They make it all from scratch. Whoever they end up with, they're going to be. I was going to say, your three daughter-in-laws, <laughs> they're going to be lucky, lucky gals. Yeah. And first of all, and and not only, to, sounds like you have raised three incredible boys, which I have always said that's the biggest accomplishment I could ever have in my life, regardless yeah. of any success in business. Mm-hmm. When someone compliments my boys, there's no bigger. I'm sure if someone said this is the most delicious cake or your son is amazing. You're going to take that amazing, yeah. amazing over a delicious cake any day. I'm sure you get both. <laughs> um, but I will say it just sounds like you have the home, the family, the integrity that goes along with why you are so successful and, and so well thought of for sure. Thank you. Well, yeah, I, I think, so I think. Sorry. Uh, one of the things I just wanted to say was like, I think, you know, I, I completely agree with what Alyssa was saying, because I love the, the concept of, of how much you value the actual process. Um, and not to, again, not to bring up Steve Lewis again, but again, another great comparison between the two of you, two people who are clearly going to have lots of success with their partnerships with Disney. Um, and, you know, Steve used to, when we had him on the podcast, he spoke about how, oh, well, I took seven years until I really liked that, that cookie recipe before I started giving it out at a market. And he loved the, but he loves the process of it. And he said, he just loves doing it and listening to you talk about it and how much you enjoy even just being in the kitchen with your kids and, and things like that. Cause I grew up as I'm one of five. So I grew up in a household where my mom was like trying to cook and there was just chaos all around her at all times. Um, and I didn't realize how much I missed that sort of stuff. You know, like you, you don't think as much about the actual eating of the meal sometimes as you do of like being in there with the whole family telling stories when we're making a giant meal or everybody's working together to make a big Thanksgiving feast or whatever. Um, you know, everybody has different traditions, but it actually 
turn me just personally into someone who loves cooking. So I do all the cooking in my household. My wife literally comes home and I'm like, this is what I made today. Like I, I just, I love it because it, I can kind of shut my brain off and sort of transport into a different place for a while. Um, but yeah, just listening to you talk about it and talk, listen to your love of the actual process, I think is so important for people who want to be successful. Um, which sort of brings me to my guess, one of my last questions I have for you. Um, and this is a question I've asked quite a few different, um, you know, guests on this podcast. And I, I personally love everybody's answer to it. I have no doubt you're going to provide a good one. Um, but for many people, if, uh, you know, I guess they, they reflect, right. Um, as you do yourself and you said earlier that you love looking back. So if you could reflect a little bit and look back and, and sort of give your younger self some advice, um, what do you think you would say? Um, because I think there's a lot of people out there hoping to get into the culinary world. Um, in fact, I know there are who look up to uh, Gwendolyn Rogers. So just people who are listening and watching um, who might aspire to do what you do, um, you know, when they when they get older, um, just the same as you had your own, I'm sure, uh, idols and people you looked up to, what sort of advice would you give, uh, I guess, to your younger self or, or to, and if that doesn't work, to just a younger person aspiring to be uh, what you are today? No, that works. And how cool would that be if we could actually go back and talk to <laughs> I know. I know, right? What, whatever advice you would give. I think the, the first thing that came to my to my mind was that I would tell my little self that it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I think you go through, you know, you go through moments in your life where you, you know, you don't know if it's going to be fine or not. And, you know, you still go through those moments where it's, you know, it's fine. It's going to be fine. I think that if I would have known when I was really little that it was going to be fine, I probably wouldn't have cried as much or I wouldn't have been sad ever. Um, but also I look back on that and I'm so grateful for my past because it, I wouldn't be who I am today if, if it was different. Um, I like that I had a kind of not the best childhood. You know, I kind of like the fact that my mom was not the best mom. I kind of, I, because now I look back and, it, all of that stuff didn't really matter. I mean, you know, I, I love my mom forever and always, you know, you know, she passed away a couple of years ago and, um, I'll always, I, you know, I, I have so much joy and gratefulness and, and love in my heart for the things that maybe were difficult, but I don't, I like that it was difficult, you know, and give me a challenge, you know, and I'll show you, I can, I can do better or I can try harder or I can, you know, wake up every day and, and try to be happy. So I, I feel sometimes I think that you let stuff like that, or whatever is around you, bog you down and, and you lose focus as to what, what you're here for. And I truly believe that this <laughs> sounds totally goofy. I'm here so that I can open a place in Disney. I'm here so that all those little girls that dress up like princesses can come in and have a memory that they will have for the rest of their life. I, I'm here so that even though, I don't care who you are, how old you are, 
you come in and you'll remember it for the rest of your life. And you'll have a, you'll have a meal with your family members that, that maybe aren't here forever. And you'll remember that forever and, and it'll make you happy. It'll be a great memory. And you'll always have, you'll look back with a smile on your face as to if I can bring that to anyone, which I feel like I've done here in Indiana and it feels so good. I have so many letters and so many people that, I mean, I, I've uh, one letter specifically on my wall and I don't want to totally segue like that. So I apologize, but um, there was a man whose wife was, um, she was dying and she was in uh, hospice and she hadn't eaten in days, but she was on like a liquid IV and, and her favorite thing was my chocolate cake. So he called and he said, Hey, is there any way I can have my daughter come by and pick up a piece of cake um, and bring it to hospice? And he took the chocolate, put it on her tongue. He wrote on in this letter that's framed in my office is four pages typed. And he said he hadn't seen his wife smile in so long and when she had the chocolate on her tongue and she smiled and you know she passed away the next day and what how much that meant to him and how much that meant to her and it just little like things like that like i know what i'm doing is the right thing and i know that that's it doesn't matter how hard it was because bring it on bring on hard all day long because if it was easy every single person would be doing it i love that it's hard and opening a restaurant in disney is not easy it's really hard <laughs> It's really hard, but I love it. I love it so much. I love every single thing that's come my way. I love every challenge. I've got to figure it out. If I don't know how to do it, I got to figure it out. I love figuring it out. And if I don't do it right the first time, I, I try to do it again. And if I do it right the next time, then, you know, right on. I learned something. The so, heart is what makes it great. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really is. If everything, like you said, not only if everything was easy, everyone would do it. But if it was easy, it just wouldn't make as much of an impact. And just hearing that story about that husband and, you know, her last moments, just being so happy with some chocolate. But the thing about it, though, is it wasn't just chocolate. It was something that you had your hands in. Yeah. And you were a part of that. I, you can't put a price tag or anything on something like that. So, you know, you you have impacted so many people and you know a lot of times people just think you know in general like what we do is like oh you book vacations you make cakes right oh right. what oh it goes so beyond that because when you touch lives it's so much more than a business mm -hmm. it really is and it makes all the difference in the world it separates you from all the others that are just in it for business and just in it for money um and your I'm stories of just like that. wow I know, I hope, I'm hoping that eventually all that will come, but you know, it's, it doesn't even, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can't take it with you anyway, right? So. Absolutely. And I can tell you your, your shop on the boardwalk. I mean, I picture where, it, I know where it is. We know where it is, right? We watched it being constructed. Um, there's going to be a lot of magic made there. You're going to impact a lot of, like you mentioned, a lot of people's vacations and lives, and they're going to have moments when, you know, when, when a little girl dressed up as Cinderella walks in, like seriously, and has one of your cupcakes or a slice. I mean, that's just a moment yeah, that's bigger than walking in someplace and getting a cupcake from somewhere and just being like, that was good. Throw away the wrapper, you know, moving on. It's, yeah, it's you, a lot. You're, you'll actually keep the wrappers. You'd be like, oh, I got to save this. I love it. I mean, I can just tell you, we are beyond excited 
for you to open. I, I think I've heard early 24. That's what the buzz is. Yeah. So we're excited. We're, we're keeping an eye out. Trust me, we're going to be there. We're going to be there as soon as, as soon as we hear, we're going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to have just as many just containers of Tupperware as I can fit into I'm one. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to try everything. All kinds of bags and packaging for you to put that stuff in. That's great. I'm going to clear right, out we're ready. my whole trunk. No, uh, I, it, it really has been wonderful talking to you today, Gwendolyn. Um, you know, I, again, as I said at the beginning, one of our more anticipated guests because, you know, of your success in your industry and obviously the ties coming up with Disney, but, you know, getting to speak to someone so genuine is really wonderful because, you know, you, you meet a lot of people, um, in this world that, you know, are very good at faking it. Right. And maybe not be, maybe aren't authentic. And one of the things that really sticks out about you is just how authentic you are. You can tell by the tone of your voice how much you love this, how much you care about this. It's not phony. It's not fake. It's it's not, you know, anything other than this is how much I love it. And you wouldn't be telling stories about cooking with your kids in a kitchen if you didn't, uh, you know. And I think that's wonderful. And I'm sure people are are in for a, a really huge treat with uh, the Cake Bake Shop and and I guess really just to conclude, um, you know, where can um, our listeners and viewers find out uh, more about you? Um, you know, obviously you have your locations in Indiana, um, but beyond that, uh, and they have to look forward to the location here coming to Walt Disney World. But yeah, where can where can people learn more about you and the Cake Bake Shop and uh, and really, you know, what can they be, I guess, most excited for? Because I'm coming, coming, and I'm bringing all the <laughs> lights with me. For um, well, you know, I have my website. It's cakebakeshop.com. And I have all my social media platforms, which I still do all by myself. So eventually, I'm sure I'm going to have to probably figure out a way to let that go. Um, but, you know, I've got the Cake Bake Shop on Instagram and Facebook. And I don't know. You have to come visit me. I've got, you know, I'm, I've got one in Carmel City Center here in Indiana, and I've got one in Broadwood Village, and they're both now totally decorated for Christmas. So um, they're beautiful. So anybody come and Love visit that. anytime. I hope we get to meet you. I mean, are you, I'm assuming you're planning on being at the boardwalk opening. Well, well you're, uh, I wouldn't miss that for the You would miss it. I, I, it would be such a pleasure if we got to actually meet you in person. I mean, I actually, well, I've been renting a house down there for two years while I've been working on this project. So um, I'm actually going down there tomorrow. So yes, you will see me for sure. I'm I, love I mean, I go check the job site almost every single day. So We're going to remind you that who we are when we see you. <laughs> oh, I have a pretty good memory. I am old. Yeah. That old. I will for sure. So yeah. I'm just no, so we're... glad for you guys. That would be amazing. Day. What a treat. I mean, yeah. No, and and you know we appreciate you saying you're grateful. We we it's a no brainer for us. I mean, like I said, we've had a lot of great guests on, but you know this is definitely near the top of our favorites. Uh, I can confidently say that even before Alyssa and I uh, rave about you after the call. So I I promise <laughs> you that uh, we we really enjoyed this, and and I think our listeners and viewers are absolutely going to as well. Um, and, uh, having said that, if you are new to the Mickey blog podcast, we want to appreciate you for tuning in. Please do hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. 
and ring that bell and like the episode, all that sort of stuff to get future episodes in the future. Um, the Make You Blog podcast is brought to you every single Friday, so you can get new episodes of the Make You Blog podcast wherever you get your podcast every single Friday on all audio platforms. But you can also watch us if you want to see Alyssa make those, you know, funny faces at me when I say something ridiculous. You can see that in real time over <laughs> on YouTube. So just head over to the MickeyBlog.com YouTube channel and you can watch every single episode as well. Uh, we always appreciate your support. We hope you enjoyed this episode today with Gwendolyn. I know we both did, and we can't wait for lots more Mickey Blog episodes going into the future. We are officially entering the holiday season, so gear up for lots of Yay! Christmas and holiday-themed episodes. Uh, and if you think that there's going to be a lot, just... I promise you there's going to be even more than that. So get ready. Uh, but regardless, thank you so much for tuning in. Support MakeyBlog.com by heading over to our website, following us on social media. And we can't wait to see you next week on another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, you guys. It was super fun. Oh, we loved it. Thank you.